Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. <laughs> Did we just add weather permitting to that? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was on the last As, one. No. <laughs> we just never remembered. We never caught it. I've, I've never paid any attention to it. So Good, Conrad. Nice. Way to go. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the In Wheel Time Car Show, we think. The weather didn't permit it this weekend, and that sucks. It does. But next next month. Yep, that's right. That's welcome the to the award-winning In Wheel Time Car Show, your weekly go-to all-things automotive place, along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, Jeff Zeke, and I'm Don Armstrong. Glad that you could join us on this uh, Saturday. Uh, the weather has warmed up just a bit. It was a cold night last night, but hey, the power is back on. Now all we need to do is worry about water. Well, you need to get through this boil water BS yeah, and I just get brush, on with it. I hate brushing my teeth with a bottle of water. And it just, yeah, well, you like, use, yeah, use like Jack this? Daniels. Yes. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is better, yeah. Or tequila. or Tequila is good, especially heard, when you scrub them real hard. You know, it does a good job of deep cleaning those uh, aye, aye, aye. inside the gums. <laughs> God. <laughs> he also disinfects it. There is that. It's well, ki- killer locust next week is what I heard. <laughs> oh, great. Well, um, we have... Our good friend with uh, Apex Auto Works, Richard Tomlin, on the line with us. Richard, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. How are you all doing? Well, we're fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, you, you surviving down there? Is the garage door open? No, that's just the uh, bright uh, Texas sun coming through the windows. It I got is you. absolutely yeah. amazing outside this morning. It is actually pretty nice, especially if you get in the sun. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a nice contrast to what we've been dealing with. So we wanted to talk to you today. Uh, along with all of the other things that we normally talk to you about, <clears throat> is cold weather and race cars. And, you know, especially in your field of autocross and, and uh, road racing and that sort of stuff, how important is it uh, to prepare your race car for cold weather running? Uh, for, for running it is uh, a lot of events were actually canceled. Um, just too cold. Most of our tires are not made to run in this temperature. Um, you'll see some of the dirt track guys do that, but we don't play a lot with the dirt track. Um, drag guys will do it, but they run them up temperature really quick. The issue with the road race tires, you can't keep it warm. Um, so what you see most of us road race people do is we grab our cars, we put them in the enclosed trailer, put a couple lights in there, turn them on, keep the heat up in the enclosed trailer. But this experience we had in Houston just now is the coldest we've been in a long time. And uh, most of our race series require us to run only water. Um, so you've got no antifreeze. So now your your actual freezing point is much less. And and that the reason you have to run pure water is that antifreeze gets a little slick if it gets on the road. So there you it's know, hard to get it off. You know, so it's the, extremely, extremely slick. It's about um, it's about safety. Yep. So that's the challenge we had. And I mean, give you an example at our shop, we had uh, 13 cars. Um, that were pure water. Uh, so we had to drain water out of all those and then drain the engines of water uh, so that we didn't have to worry about anything freezing up uh, internally or to the level that if it did freeze, we weren't worried about it popping freeze plugs out or radiators. Well, how do you, how do you drain the actual engine block? Because there's always going to be some left in there. Yeah, you would think. There's always some left. You're correct. So uh, the poor man's way, as I call it, um, the race car thrash, shade tree mechanic way, what we actually do is we'll drain the radiator first, drain your upper and lower hoses, and then we will crank the motor over three to four times without spark to it, and the water pump will actually pump out 
everything that's sitting in a water pump area. Wow. And at this point, your water's got enough room to expand if it does freeze that you're not not concerned. Okay. Okay. So and, you got and, the and, water jackets in the heads or something like that. It's it's minimal yep. and there's room. Right. And then we still keep, you know, uh, what I call a trouble light. You know, the old school lights we used to use with the clamps on them yep. uh, years back. Hard to find them now or an incandescent bulb. LEDs just don't put out the heat that those old bulbs did. And you literally just put one under the hood of the car and uh, run an extension cord out there and keep it plugged in after you've taken those other precautions. Um, this week, we'll start the onslaught of putting everything back together and burping the systems. And that's the challenge that, you know, some of you know about way too well. Do those do those race cars run a thermostat? Most of us down here do not. Um, you run an interior gauge that you know when your engine is optimal temperature, but the thermostat actually creates a what I'll call a restriction in flow uh, for when it is actually at temperature. Your goal is to get your system matched radiator to the actual racing that you're doing, so it is just constantly cooling the entire time. So yeah, so you match it so it doesn't overheat or it doesn't uh, run, somehow run cold. Run cold, yeah. Yeah. Because you takes, can run an engine cold. If you put a big radiator in it, you'll run it cold. Yeah. Or, or take a thermostat out of your street car. Sometimes it just, the water circulates too fast. Right. And then you start having to mess with your oil because your oil is not up to temperature. Then your viscosity is completely jacked up. What kind of, ra- what kind of oil do you run in most of your race cars or does it vary? <laughs> we actually run some very thick stuff down here. And it's basically because of the heat. Most of our racing is in, you know, 85 to 90 plus temperatures. You'll see a lot of 20W50s uh, running out there. Wow. Yeah, it's, that's the, not un- uh, yeah, that's not unusual. You know, the, Sorry, and, you know, it's kind of a Harley-Davidson oil, too, because I know Harley's, uh, t- the 2050 has yep. been the oil of choice for that. And if you go way back into the 60s and 70s, 2050 was not an unusual weight for a performance engine. Uh, but you guys do it because you get such high ambient temperatures and then such high running temperatures as well. Uh, as the heat goes up, the viscosity goes down. Yeah, and that's the that's the balance. But you're playing with oil and water to balance it out to keep your engine at you know a happy spot. Um, and it's never perfect. You're, there's always a sacrifice between one and the other. But um, as you do it two or three times, you make a couple of oil changes. You play with that and your water radiator sizing, and you're good. Do you so you mess with radiator sizing, or do you baffle the radiator to affect the amount of airflow going over mm-hmm. it to adjust that temperature? And initially, you baffle you. Uh, Basically, it's cardboard and block off sections of the radiator to get an approximation on size. Okay. Yeah. That also helps us reduce the overall weight that we're carrying on a car as well because water has weight to it. But what sure. a pain. I mean, you, you've got to really uh, roll the dice when you're doing that. I guess after a while, you know what it takes as far as baffling is concerned to bring the temperature up depending on the ambient air temperature. But, you know, you've got to do some experimentation there to figure that out. Yeah. That's uh, that's the name of the game, right? Get you one step ahead of everybody else. It's what they pay you the big money for, well, right? Particularly when you start looking at our weather down here in August, you're running 90, 95, some days even 98 degrees. And if you're racing in August versus racing in March, whenever yep. you're in the 70s, you 75. Yeah, I mean, you know, do you carry multiple radiators? I mean. Um, not using multiple radiators, but once you purchase one, you usually end up keeping it. Your system's already set up for it, so. Um, yeah. A lot of the guys will just run the larger radiator and take the weight penalties, what I call it. Uh, their driving skill is better than mine, so they don't have to ma- measure every pound that goes into the car. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. So you got everything got canceled this weekend. Uh, what do you have in the future that's coming up? With, um, with two weeks from now, first, first weekend of March, we've got a rally cross on Saturday. That will be happening in Alvin. 
So that's the uh, same as what Don talks about, taking the Corvette out to go run around our cones in a parking lot. Where at? This one's just on dirt in Alvin. Um, old air for, airfield out here. You don't want to bring the Corvette to this one, Don, I promise. Well, no, um, I, I'm sorry. I'm not running dirt in the Corvette. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. A lot of all-wheel drive cars out there. Uh, a lot of front-wheel drive cars will show up to that. Uh, the following day, Sunday, we've got our autocross, uh, which will be at Grand Sports Speedway. Um, the one we had Super Bowl weekend, uh, just shows you out there, give you a comparison. Uh, when the weather was right, um, 151 entries. Oh, wow. Um, that day out there. So a lot of competition, a lot of places to go play. And uh, we only look forward to grow more as this weather turns around. This us. weekend's event, uh, you say, or events have been canceled. Are they going to be rescheduled? They'll be rescheduled later. It hadn't been announced. The uh, issue we've got in Houston is we have so many car clubs, um, so many events happening. MSR is booked every weekend throughout the year. So you really got to make a bid for someone else, some, a smaller group to cancel one of their events so that somebody else can come in and grab it. But Or share, some work or share their behind. event. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you about the events. You know, you, you're talking about the autocross. I mean, that's obviously on concrete or asphalt. I mean, yep. but, but the event on dirt. Yep. Now, to me, that's, that seems a little weird to be doing an autocross on dirt. It is a whole lot of fun. Um, I will say, think back, and you guys should have been around a time when you actually knew somebody that had land or dirt where you go out and play, or where there used to be dirt roads. Yeah. And you go out in the middle of the night when you weren't supposed to be out in your father's truck and go <laughs> sliding around the corners. Yeah. This is, this is, what, this is what you're doing. Um, but instead of a corner, it's a cone in a parking lot or a large Sanctions. shield where you don't have to worry about tearing stuff up. Or Tuesday morning in a big parking lot, it was icy, and you're oh, yeah, drifting, yeah, yeah, yeah. drifting no, through I, I ice and snow. <laughs> he, he, he throws up his hands and says he doesn't know. <laughs> in, right. a, in a big white van with uh -huh. my name on the side. Pinocchio. <laughs> the best way to teach somebody how to drive. Yes, it, yes it is. Yes, it is. Yes. Understand uh, skid control. Yep. Just have so fun. you still have your, um, uh, your charity... I'll call it a charity cruise to Las Vegas planned. Rinch rally. It's, yep. it's Las That's Vegas back to Houston. April. Coming up in April from Houston to Las Vegas. Um, we are, looks like we are looking with loan, working with Lone Survivor Foundation. Oh, wow. Um, this is a, uh, a veteran organization out of Galveston. Um, as soon as I get some more confirmations from them this week, I'll get with you guys and um, we'll sit down with them and have a chat. But it's uh, a lot of housing, a lot of uh, PTSD uh, treatment. Uh, center for these guys down in Galveston, uh, helping with housing, living expenses. So that's where we're going to put our efforts on this next event and uh, see what we can do from there. Is that the uh, uh, Chris Kyle? Nope, not Chris Kyle. Different one. Different one. Similar situation, similar similar motivations. Yeah. And There's this, a lot of that it, that goes on. And the rally is actually in April? April, uh, let's see, it's 8th, 9th, 10th. You still have room for people to join? Yeah. We, uh, we've capped it at 30 teams this time. Um, the teams will also be four-person teams, so you may not have to just ride with uh, just you and Mars. Uh, <laughs> you could actually put four people in the vehicle. Um, it helps with driver changeouts. Um, it helps with the fatigue and a little bit more of uh, uh, friendship and camaraderie, camaraderie throughout the trip. And the rules are what's the price range of car? Um, the price range, if you're donating the car, we've removed the cap if you're oh, donating nice. the car. If you're not donating the car, we're going to keep you at $1,500. Yowzers. So everybody get out there and scope the Facebook marketplace and, <laughs> and we, uh, Craigslist. We, did have one, we had one picked up already that was a 2005 uh, was it GMC 
XL or something like that. It looked like a Suburban to me. $1,400, bought it in Baytown and drove it home. Um, put a little bit of water antifreeze in it. Been driving it to and from work for the last week. No Trying problem. to get ready. Yeah, good, making sure it's good, good to go. I mean, it's what? Yeah. It's like 2,200, 2,300 miles from here to Vegas? Yeah, 2,150. I think that's what we came up with on the route we're going. Yeah. D down the hoopty highway. And, and how much, what kind of time frame are, are you looking at for that? Two days. This one's going to be two full days of driving, and then the last day will be a half day. Okay. And then we'll be meeting at a casino in Vegas um, that looks to be a sponsor of the series as well. Oh, nice. Um, so this could really turn out to be a whole lot of fun this time. So is that already put together on that casino sponsorship? The paperwork is not signed, but we are working the deal pretty actively. Okay, so you don't want to name who they are just yet? Not, not just yet. Okay. Nope. Let's get some stuff Well, signed we'll have first. you back on after you sign them and uh, let everybody know who it is. So the way it would yeah, work. we got to get you guys out there this time. Well, get you guys on the road playing That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so so, so the, uh, I guess, so you leave on the 8th or leave on the 9th? Yeah, I got to we'll leave, leave on the 8th. On the, the Friday morning, which I want to say is the 8th, that morning. Basically, we'll roll out about 7 a.m., 7, 7.30. Um, will be the release time, and you will drive until designated point, which will probably be 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock Friday night. We'll stay the night there in a hotel. Yeah, yeah, the next Paso. morning, same thing. Yeah, that's seven. Good. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You say might El, make El, El Paso, Las Cruces. You might make El Paso. No, you'll make El Paso. Well, you got to remember, we're defining the route. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you that may, may not be, that's not straight down here in State 10. Oh, well. It's maybe. all a surprise. That's the best part is, uh, you know, a lot of this, you the find out what's going on as you show up. So people are going to be going whatever way that you want them to, except Don Correct. Armstrong will go the way that he wants to, but end up at the yep. same place. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he'll be sitting That's at the choice. casino waiting on us is what he's saying. <laughs> and day two. Somebody jumps on a plane and flies out. There you yeah. go. That's right. And rinse a hoopty out there in Las Vegas. This is mine. Here it is. <laughs> and then donate the rental car. Donate the rental car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the police are looking for this car, sir. Oh, they are. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's in. Well, you remember, you've got the waypoints, is what we call it. Um, so we'll have historic events along the way that you have to, historic sites or points of interest where you actually have to go in. Or um, imagine a scavenger hunt or what we used to call the gimmick rally. Um, that's what we tie this thing into. So, um, wife and I will be making a trip probably next week and a half, two weeks to make the entire drive out there. Um, that's when we'll set up all the riddles and gimmicks along the way. So that when you guys get to actually drive it, you will be entertained and occupied. So, so now that first day, that first 12-hour day, now you're back to Midland, Odessa, because it's going to take you so long to get to there. <laughs> well, I think Midland, Odessa is a little out of the route route range there. I think well, I'm thinking more along route. the lines of, you know, some, some of the things that you have to collect along the way. There needs to be a, a special Don Armstrong kind of way to go. And that way you just collect <laughs> a rock from this point to this point, this right. point, and that point. Just rocks along the way. It seems to yeah, me so it's like taking a day drive with your wife anyways. You're stopping at all these little places to buy yeah, that you don't want to go. souvenirs and, <laughs> oh, let's look at a candle. Oh, oh we're, boy. we're working on uh, the Chaparral Museum being one of the stops oh, as well. So you are going to go so, through the Midland area. So, so Midland area, there, yeah, there's you, your clue. Midland is part of it. Oh, yeah, that'll um, that'll be a cool stop, though. Get a picture with George I, Bush. I have chased <laughs> them about coming on the show, and all I hear oh, are... Amazing. All I hear are the air conditioning running in the background. I, they, the legend, legends in our sport. For sure. yeah, very much. There used to be um, a, a car club out there that had their event there at that facility. Well, and, uh, what, what's the lady from Alaska that ran for president? 
Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin even came down to it. They actually get that one Saturday a year. They get one of the cars out and crank it up and stuff. So she changed her name to cool. Johnny Horton, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, North, North, North to Alaska. Alaska. Oh gosh. <laughs> hey, well, hey, Don, real quick on the on the collecting of things, what we actually use, we use an app called Roadster app, which is a car app. Uh, imagine Facebook for cars. And we have a group set up inside of that. So when you go to do something, um, like one of the things is get a picture of the uh, Nevada State Line sign when you go into Nevada. You take a picture of the sign with yourself in it and you post it to the group. Each one of these pictures earns points. So you can keep up with how many points the other teams have and what you need to be doing to get your points back. So the ringer on my team is going to be an expert at Photoshop, is what yes. you're saying. Thank you. <laughs> George Skelton, yeah, we George. need you. <laughs> we created a few things to help with that. GPS targeting helps a lot. We need a picture of Bernie and his mittens. Bernie, yeah, yeah. Bernie's the anchor driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah, absolutely. See, you know, you need us along not only just for the entertainment part, but we can come up with all sorts of odd oddities to uh, get along the way. I think need, Richard knows that. We'll, we'll, we'll plan next year's for That's you. That's the reason he's going to figure out what he wants people to get, not exactly. leave it up to us. And, and he won't give it to us until when we leave the starting line. Yeah. So there's that no works. planning. Yeah. Well, cause we 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 got your number. We we know where it's all coming well, from. Well, I was on your uh, the app for uh, Seattle to Houston, and right. it, it's comical listening to and watching all the things everybody's saying to each other, as well as kind of the before the the event piece about oh I found this car oh I found this car oh it drove like 30 feet and I had to dump it and go get another one. <laughs> yep. It was it was really entertaining. <laughs> It was a lot and of we fun. Had, we had a team that actually Angelica, they lost the motor and the diesel uh, wasn't, you know, 10 minutes from where they'd actually purchased the car and it threw a rod. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the one I'm talking about. I thought that was just hilarious. <laughs> Richard, it's always great to talk to you. What fun. And uh, we'll be in touch soon. Uh, cold weather race prep. We're not even going to talk about that. Well, we didn't even time. get to look around the shop. <laughs> that's okay. Well, you know. But it's SCCA.HOU. H O U S C C A dot And Apex Auto Works. Yep. In yeah, Apex Alvin, Auto Works. If you guys need any uh, car stuff, race car stuff, uh, we'll be around. Richard Tomlin, thanks so much, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. All right. Take we'll care. You. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. Just shoot us an email. The address is info at inwheeltime.com. I just got a text from Stan Holtz at Loopy Tortilla. Uh, we're not having a cruise in. This is his, his words now. We're not having a cruise in, but. People don't care, apparently. They're showing up anyway, so we are making a taco and coffee for anybody that shows up. Oh, that There's is not nice. many out there, but there are a few. And I oh, told them that I would get that on the air. Absolutely. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we're sorry that we missed you this month, but we will be back with you next month for sure. Time now for This Week in Auto History. And well, I- uh, This Week in Auto History, some pretty cool stuff happened. Um, some extremely memorable stuff, and and one real sad thing happened this week in auto history. But let's start at the beginning. In 1852, the Studebaker brothers founded H&C Studebaker, uh, a blacksmith and wagon building business. Studebaker actually started building wagons 
uh, and made their fame during the Civil War manufacturing horse-drawn carriages. They converted the business to automobile manufacturing to become one of the largest uh, larger independent automobile manufacturers. Uh, Studebaker's first vehicle that you see right here in 1902 was all. Hold up, Jeff. Go I back. know. I know. Was was all electric. So there, Studebaker's first vehicle was an electric vehicle, which I I didn't realize that they were building electric. In 1898, this young man was born. Well, you can go back to the guy in the car, <laughs> the smiling guy. Glad in the that car. you got this all down, Pat. <laughs> My hey, finger uh, is cold. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost control. You know, uh, I just had a vision of that. And I don't, I don't really want to even describe that. In 1898, that. this young man was born. Any guesses to who it is? Enzo. Enzo Ferrari, born in Modena, Italy, uh, became a professional uh, auto driver with Alfa Romeo. Established uh, for two decades, and then he established uh, the Scuderia uh, Ferrari company, and then uh, and then started building his own. Uh, car is named after himself. And then in the next picture, that's him as a young man, and this is a picture of him at probably closer to uh, his, his demise. <laughs> um, they, they said he was a very demanding person, and I can understand why. There's other words they use. Well, and if you watch the movie, uh, you can tell he's he got what he wanted. In 1911, the first self-starter based on a patent from um, Charles Kettering was installed in a Cadillac. Uh, the Ford Model T's crank starter, remember that's the way you used to have to start cars, was to hand crank them, broke a lot of teeth and broke a lot of arms, and uh, uh, Charles Kettering developed the electric starter. He was also the person who developed the electric cash register. I didn't realize that, so. He had to count for all the money from the patent. That's right. In 1934, the Pennsylvania State... uh, University industrial engineer Amos Nahart fitted his own car. Amos. Amos. They call him Amos Moses. <laughs> and it stinks, too. De- developed, <laughs> developed his uh, dual brake, clutch, and gas pedal and um, created driver's education. Oh, my God. Dual clutch. Yeah, go ahead. Show the next picture. It actually Alrighty. there was there was there was a three pedal because back then you didn't have automatic cars. So here on the passenger side, there's you know gas brake and a clutch as well, and that was the first uh, go at driver's education. I want to post something on our Facebook page about uh, getting people to tell us the stories of who taught them how that, to drive. That, I thought looks, that'd that be looks like a modern floor mat. Well, I, I just got a picture of a three face, pedals of three pedals yeah. on the passenger side. Only you would notice something like yeah. that. In 1972, the 15 million seven fifteen million seven thousand and thirty fourth Volkswagen Beetle rolled out of the assembly plant in Wolfsburg, Germany. Why is that number important? Because Ford made fifteen thousand fifteen million seven thousand and thirty three Model Ts. So ah, just one up, them. just well, and then they literally to, they, one up. They continue to build. Uh, Volkswagen Beetle is the most produced vehicle in the world to this day. That's fake news. <laughs> I'm not sure. In 1973, uh, Richard Petty, the king of stock car racing, won the Daytona 500 in front of a crowd of 103,000, which marked it as the largest crowd drawn for a sporting event at the time, exceeding 100,000 people. Uh, no longer were there questions about the mainstream popularity of NASCAR. And then in 1979, Richard Petty won his final and seventh 
Daytona 500 um, and the only one to have ever achieved that many Daytona 500s. What kind of car is that? That's an Oldsmobile. That's an Oldsmobile. (laughs) You know, and over time, Richard Petty drove Plymouth, Fords, Dodge, Oldsmobiles. There was a Chevy Monte Carlo in there for a period. He drove some Pontiacs. There was a there was a Buick at some point in time. So I guess he went where whoever offered him the most money to drive their brand. But originally he was purely built around the Plymouth brand. In uh, 1997, this week, 25 year old Jeff Gordon won his first Daytona 500, and he they were all Hendrick. So. Gordon was first, Terry Labonte was second, and Ricky Craven was third. It's Texas Terry Labonte. Yeah, Texas, Texas Terry, Terry Labonte. We need to figure out how to have him on the show. But uh, that was uh, Gordon's first in, in the Rainbow Warriors. You do that. You do that, Mars. And the Rainbow Warriors. And then in 2001, this is the sad event. Um, 2001 this oh, week, yeah. so 20 years ago, was uh, the crash of Dale Earnhardt at the Daytona 500. As uh, as changed racing right forever. The end, changed yep. racing forever, and he changed safety of vehicles forever yep. as well. With all right, uh, now, look at some of the headlines. First of all, let's do some recalls. The Volkswagen Jetta and the Volkswagen Tiguan, both from model year 2021, being recalled because bolts may be missing from the front seat tracks. Nice. Oops, Martha. Uh, sorry, we didn't mean to put you right through the front windshield. I thought this was a rocking chair option. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Toyota, the Lexus, a uh, transport hook may damage the fuel filler pipe on the Lexus RX350 for model years 2019 and 2021. Output shafts may break on BMW 530i, 540i, and 740li in the 20 and 21 model years. And... Finally, General Motors has said, okay, you keep bugging us about the dang front airbags. We'll replace them. So now everything, well, let me just show you. Since you you can see. All of the brands that GM has just recalled. So there there they all, brands and models. There's two pages of them from every brand that General Motors makes. So go to safercar.gov and Put in your VIN number, which you can find on your insurance card, and it will tell you what to do to bring it in to the dealer. Um, Mercedes-Benz dashboard may need uh, may impair passenger, uh, again, airbag deployment. Mercedes-Benz AMG GLE 53, uh, 350, 450, and S450, and the 20 and 21 model years. So you heard Ford issued a recall of 140,000 Ford Rangers because they lost 45 airbags in inventory that were recalled that they didn't pull off the shelf. And as they were sent out to fix the recall, those 45 are mixed in there somewhere. So they're going to have to look at 140,000 vehicles to find, to find those, those 45, 45 bags. Oh, wow. Oops. <laughs> Takata. Can, can you say idiot? Takata has cost so I've, much I've money. I've got other words. Well, they're not even in business anymore. No, no, so. no. But still, it's cost so much money for yeah. so many people. Yeah. And lives, too. You know. Yeah. There is that. All right. Time now for a quick break. And we will be back with more of the In Wheel Time car show after this. 
If you're in charge of your company's small, medium, or large business anywhere in the U.S., let the On Hold Company help you retain customers and promote your business on your telephone system. Promote special sales or company info when placed on hold. The On Hold Company provides custom on hold messages with professional male or female voices, licensed background music with no long term contract, no monthly recurring bill, and updates your messages as needed. Call the On Hold Company at 713 223 HOLD or go to onhold.net. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's premier cruise-in, and you're invited to join in. Whether you're a cruiser or spectator, Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and mingle with Houston's fun car people. Mark your calendar for Saturday, March 20th for Tailpipes and Tacos at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant in Katy, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free, and everyone is invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods, all at one location. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 in Katy. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in, Tailpipes and Tacos, Saturday, March 20th, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy. The in-wheel time car show will be there, too. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise in, March 20th, 8 to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy, weather permitting. And by the way... Uh... Uh, just in case you're wondering, today's show was canceled. There are some cars out there, and uh, if you have a penchant to get out there, go. Stan's got tacos and coffee ready for you. Is your business or company looking to stand out in a crowded advertising market? Looking to reach the real auto enthusiast? Well, you found it. You're listening or watching in real time, and so are your fellow enthusiasts. The In Wheel Time Car Show now reaches half a million, and we can put together a marketing plan that will engage them in your product, business, or service. To get the tires rolling, just shoot us an email to our marketing director, Jeff Zekin. His address is jeff at inwheeltime.com. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.